Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ communities, this is Well, 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 brought to you every week by Thorn Harbour Health. Here on Well, 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 we delve into the issues impacting and surrounding the health and well-being of our gender, sex and sexually diverse communities. Coming to you from Joy's Pride Centre Studios on Boon Country, I'm your host, Michael Whelan, joined this week at the Pride Centre Studios by Rachel Cook. Rachel, how are you going? I'm really well. It's lovely to be here with you. It's a fantastic, uh, fantastic time to be around the Pride Centre. We are coming into uh, midsummer festival season, kicking off this Sunday, um, and some amazing queer content, some queer research going on that uh, I'm very much looking forward to unpacking with you today. We will be chatting uh, by the irrepressible uh, Tex McKenzie. We'll be talking about the community periodic survey. Uh, Tex, as always, is coordinating the Melbourne Men's Periodic Survey, which is an annual survey which collects information about about gay men's health. Uh, It's an invaluable tool for organisations such as ours that rely on behavioural statistics and data to inform the services and the work and the campaigns that we produce. Uh, That will be coming up. We'll also be talking about the Women's Survey, which is back for another round this year in its third year. So stick around. We'll be right back with Tex right after this. Sexual health, mental health, and the overall well-being of our LGBTIQ communities. You're listening to Well, Well, Well. We are now joined by no stranger to Join 94.9 and Well, 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 Tex McKenzie, State Coordinator of the Melbourne Gay Community Periodic Survey. Tex, a lustrous welcome back to Well, Well, Well. How are you? Michael, really great to be with you and Rachel here in the studio. Um, I'm well, thank you. And all excited because we're um, leading up to survey 2023. Indeed we are. And, um, yeah, so you are back to help us facilitate another year of the Gay Community Periodic Survey rolling out here in Melbourne. Before we get into that, um, you are joining us back on Well, Well, Well. For the unfamiliar listener, how do we know you? Where, where have you come in from? Oh, well, the long history is I worked for the organisation 27 years um, and I was, and then I left uh, in 2021, late 2021, came back uh, that year, later that year, so I had a little bit of a holiday, um, and then I coordinated the survey for 2022 and once again they brought me back to coordinate the survey for 2023. It's like a share farewell tour. We'll just never get rid of you, hopefully. Well, hopefully not. (laughs) My bank account certainly hopes so. (laughs) Uh, So if you are um, a regular listener of Well, 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 maybe you're a new Well, Well, Well listener, if so, welcome. And you haven't heard Tex's dulcet tones before, feel free to check out some of our back catalogue at joy.org.au forward slash well, 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 where Tex is a, um, a featured member for quite a number of episodes. Oh, uh, Talking about all manner of things, yes. not just the gay community period, survey. Well over a decade, don't yeah. <laughs> um, So on to the survey. What is the survey all about? I guess, what, what is its purpose generally? 
Oh, look, really easy purpose. Um, the survey's been going since 1996, so it has a long history. It happens every year. The same sort of questions are asked every year. And look, later on, we can talk about COVID, we can talk about MPOX, but new things come in, of course. But um, it's been asking the same sort of questions. And it's all about, it, it has always been about HIV. So the general purpose of the survey is um, that it monitors, if you like, the sexual practices amongst gay, bisexual, cis and trans men. Um, and that's all around the country. We can talk about the frequency of how often, how often it happens. But here in Melbourne, it's every year. Um, it looks at HIV status. So there are question, general questions. There are some specific questions for people living with HIV. Um, and so when people look at the survey and say, oh, my God, it's so long, um, there's a whole segment which people who aren't living with HIV don't have to fill out because um, there are specific questions. But it looks at status, it looks at disclosure and treatment, um, how many people are on treatment, um, how people have handled disclosure over the years. Um, it looks at um, effective prevention methods. So it's always talked about condoms since the very beginning because and in the very beginning that's essentially what there was. But since then, it's brought in things like PEP and PrEP and U equals U, the sort of topics that are covered, and I know because I listen to Well, 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 the sort of topics that are covered in Well, Well, Well um, over the year. Um, and um, it also looks at the, um, the, the use of sexual health testing or services. So how many people get tested, you know, how regularly are people tested? Um, so if you like, it provides what we call an early warning system for HIV and then it looks at what priorities there should be for organisations around the country, but specifically here in Melbourne, um, particularly for Thorn Harbour Health, uh, Living Positive Victoria, and then some of the research institutions like Burnett. What sort of um, priorities should there be for education and prevention? Um, and then, as I said, look, the, um, the data is used by community organisations, which, of course, as I've said, is places like Thorn Harbour Health and um, Living Positive Victoria, specifically here, but also the health department. They provide a bulk of the funding, so um, they want to get their bang for their buck. So um, there's a lot of ways that they can then look at the data and the data can be pulled down and people can ask specific questions of the researchers. I mean, I'm not the researcher, I'm the coordinator. The, the survey is done under the guise of the um, Centre for Social Research in Health at the University of New South Wales. So they organise these surveys which happen all around the country um, they do the number crunching and they become the experts. And I know on the show we've had Martin Holt before, um, who is the lead person for the um, surveys. So he's a really good person to get in when the surveys have been done each year to say, well, this is what COVID's meant. And um, this year, and this year, when the survey data comes in, it'd be really good to get. Well, how has monkeypox affected? You know. Mm. Um, Tex, can I just yeah. sorry, ask you just on that because, um, as you're saying, you know, it's been since 1996. So that's like 20 about 27 years, isn't it? That the survey's been running. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you've got this number of bodies who are using this data to inform how they go about whether it's, you know, what interventions they're going to take. But what changes have you really seen in the survey? Like, the, how, how have, I guess, the questions really changed over those 27 years? 
A lot of the questions have stayed the same. They, they ask about relationships, they ask about HIV status, about whether you've been tested for any um, other sexually transmitted infections. But they also delve into, I mean, they delve into the relationships of men. Um, and when I'm, and I'm, this survey is particularly for men, people who identify as men, people that there's a whole lot of different boxes people can tick as to how they identify. Um, but yeah, look, it just provides that long-running data which shows what's working, what hasn't worked and what might need to be channelled in to prevention campaigns. How many questions are on the survey? Uh, well, here we go. There are, as I said, there are, quest- there are questions that not everyone has to answer, mm-hmm. but in total there are 68 questions right. wow. over four pages. Yeah. And people say, oh, that's so many questions, but it takes about five to ten minutes to fill in. It's tick the box. Mm. So it's a paper survey, a physical survey, that um, this Sunday at Carnival, uh, Sunday the 22nd of January, people will be filling out or have filled out, as they do every year. And there are people who like to start carnival. They come over to the tent and say, I do the survey every year. Then I look around the different stalls. And then there's variations what they say. Oh, then I get wasted or, you know, then I have a drink. Um, (laughs) Or then I get ready for tea dance later. Um, But my one big thing is I do the survey every year. And it's really it's really great to have people coming that because it's you're attracting the same audience, but of course it's an anonymous survey and anyone can fill it out. So it's always getting new people. There's always a new wave of people. It's anonymous. All the survey asks for is a postcode or a suburb and the age of the person. It's a bit about ethnicity or where um, how people identify, but generally that's the sort of the there's no hi my name's Tom. You know, and you know, so it can be directly laid mm. back to Tom. The data is released at the end of the year, and um, or in the middle of the year, in a Victoria-based report. And then at the end of the year, like at the moment, they're putting together all of the surveys that were done around Australia last year, and they bring out a national report every year. So mm. it will look at what's the differences between Sydney, Melbourne, Perth. Um, is the HIV picture in Perth, which we know it is, is different. Um, can be slightly similar to Darwin, but is certainly much different to um, Victoria, uh, maybe Canberra. Um, it's different to different parts of Queensland, and it's certainly much different to Melbourne. So the Eastern Seaboard, there's a lot of similarity, but when you go to other places around the country, um, it's a significantly different picture of how HIV is affecting community. Yeah. Now, obviously, the title of the survey is the Melbourne Gay Community Periodic Survey. Mm -hmm. And you said just previously that it's open to gay, bisexual, other men who have sex with men, both cis and and trans men. Uh, Why is capturing that specific group of people important and not rolling out this survey to everyone within the LGBTIQA plus Communities. Why is why is this particular cohort so important to capture? Kind of on its own. Historically, mm. um, that's who they sought when it was ninety six, um, before the expansion, if you like, of the acronym. Um, it was well, at the time. If you think back to early days of Mardi Gras, it was gay and lesbian Mardi Gras, and now it's um, the everybody Mardi Gras. Uh, I expect the name will change quite soon. Um, because some people do um, push up against the gay community hmm. as being the tag or the, the name. I think it will be um, changed somewhat. 
and they will dream up a new name and, mm. you know, a, a working group, sure. A work, you know, but still but still behaviourally yeah. looking at kind of a similar cohort but maybe yep. just neutralising the name so it is a bit yep. more inclusive of, and look, of other people. When, I, when people say, who are you trying to recruit, okay, who do you want? Who do you mm-hmm. want to fill in the survey? We say any man, cis or trans, over the age of 18 who mm. participates in the gay community in Melbourne, or if you like, more widely in Victoria, in Victoria although mm. you know most of the venues and things that happen are here, although, of course, there are lots of different festivals that happen in all different sorts of places. So yep. they need to identify as gay or bisexual or someone who's had sex with another man in the last five years. So, for example, they don't need to identify as gay or, and bi, gay or bi, as long as they've had sex with another man. And so people can choose whether that is the survey for them to fill out. Yep. And presumably there might be people that pick it up and go, oh, what's this, get halfway through and go, actually, these questions aren't really relevant to me. And then they can kind of opt out and go, actually, no, I don't want to fill this out. Yep, so. and, and that does happen with a mm. very small percentage of people. Um, people tend to get right to the end. They just like it. But, <laughs> I mean, there are a few people who aren't eligible to fill in the survey. So, for example, if someone at Midsummer Carnival or in the clinics, uh, the Thorn Harbour sites or in the venues in the week after uh, the Midsummer Carnival. So the survey lasts for a week generally, the paper survey. So men who aren't eligible um, are people who are from interstate or perhaps from overseas um, and the only way they can be eligible is if they regularly come to Melbourne or Victoria for both sexual Um, or social um, interactions in the community. Um, And as I said, we allow participants to decide whether they're eligible or not, but the criteria is basically based on the local HIV epidemic, as it has been over the years. So, you know, who may be at risk or who may be affected by HIV. There's a... It's, it's interesting, though, there's a common misunderstanding with people who fill in the survey, and they think the survey is a survey of sexuality or gender diversity. And it's not. Mm. It's asking about HIV and how it has affected and how um, other sexually transmitted infections have affected. It's been, it is fascinating to hear about this survey and it's been running for 27 years. The amount of information that it collates and the sort of snapshot that it gives of that community or those communities is is so invaluable. I was just wondering, you know, you were just talking then about, you know, why isn't the survey brought broadened to, you know, to the whole LGBTIQ community, but we do actually have another survey, don't we, Tex? Oh, we did do indeed, Rachel, and you are the person that we should be asking the questions of. It's the LGBTI, LGBTIQ Thorn Harbour Health Women's Survey. It is. Bit of a mouthful, but we can just colloquially <laughs> refer to it as the Women's Survey. Um, Rachel, how long has the Women's Survey been been running for and, and does it capture kind of similar things? Uh, uh, yes and no. It has been – this will be the third year that we're rolling it out this year at Carnival as well and also be online for the first time this year, which is great. About half the size of the Men's Survey. Well, the reason why that is, it, it's uh, in its infancy in some ways and it's also just to capture the Victorian um, women's populations. Basically, this survey is um, a lot broader, probably in its scope. It sort of crosses physical health, mental health, social health. It'll ask things like, you know, when was your last mammogram? When was your last cervical screening? But it'll also help ask things about states of mental health because what we do know 
across our, all of our communities, but seems to be quite uh, particularly amongst LGBTIQ women's communities, especially bisexual women's communities, and I will also use also include uh, transgender diverse people as well. Mental health is uh, a really key issue that we look at and every year that we've looked at either this survey or the SWASH survey it's those mental health issues seem to be declining which is something that you know we're hoping that by collating the evidence that we're doing with this survey we'll be able to take it to the powers that be and actually try and get some funding to start looking at these issues in a lot more detail so yes but techs will also be there coordinating this this survey at the carnival but you certainly I know that you do help out with the women survey quite a bit their text? Oh, enormously, darling. Um, we uh, we have our paid staff who are distributing the survey at Carnival. So they're doing it in where the community, they call it the community village of stalls now. Um, but it's where all the community stalls are. And if people coming down from St Kilda Road, they go past the big main lawn where the big big stages and where later in the day tea dance happens past the sporting precinct where we have people in there with shopping trolleys full of surveys um, and so that people can do their survey in the sporting precinct or if you come past the skate park um, where all the community stalls are thorn harbour health have the biggest tent as always. At really, several carnival. tents kind of all stitched together, really, in well, practicality. Yeah, but in reality, it looks, it's, it's mm, the big biggest tent. stand, if you like, the biggest conglomeration of tents all together. It stands out. It does it stand stands out. out. We're usually lucky enough to have kind of a red covering as well, which is the Thorn Harbour yep. kind of colouring, so you can normally spot us. Yep, and um, if not, all survey collectors will lead to Rome, um, to the home base. And the survey uh, recruitment staff will be out there and they'll have armfuls of clipboards and they'll have about about 50% of the gay community periodic survey and 50% of the women's survey. So we can um, capture as many people as possible to fill in the survey and then return the survey back to the stand um, where they get a lollipop once they've um, handed... Well, they get the opportunity to take a lollipop if they'd like one, a chup-a-chup, yep. to give a brand name. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's um, the, the women's survey um, and the men's survey both go into the same collection um, boxes, just make it easier for people um, and then we sort them out when we get back in the office. The men's survey is on white paper and the women's survey is on environmentally green paper. Lovely. Uh, now, Rachel, for obviously the, the two terms of both of the different surveys are, are quite binary in nature. We've got the quote-unquote men's survey and the, and the women's survey. For people that fall um, outside of the the binary spectrum, um, is it just kind of up to people's um, kind of behaviours or their instincts as to which survey might be more appropriate for them? So if they're, say, a non-binary person that menstruates, for example, some of those questions in the women's survey might be relevant. How would that person go about navigating which survey to... Absolutely. The survey is trans and non-binary inclusive. So there are categories and boxes to tick so you can identify as non-binary and, and that information is really valuable as well because we obviously can separate that then and get, mm. and get and get a snapshot of what we're actually looking at and so I think that you know coming back to when you were saying how looking at renaming the men's survey which will have to happen you know mm-hmm. um, and it is interesting how that will be renamed because so much of the work that we do in women's space, nearly everything we do is called LGBTIQ plus women's health conference or the women's health survey. So it's we've been using that term for so long now and most of the work we do. It's going to be interesting to see what the men's community does with that. Obviously, you won't be using the L, but how it is that you start broadening out 
the acronym or the mm. term you use to still it. capture that same yeah. group of people, but to maybe make it more. Oh, oh that is for me. Yeah. yeah, you've you've specifically mentioned me in that. Exactly. And yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. What we are seeing with our survey is that more and more people are identifying as non-binary, and 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 queer is a big one in the women's space as well. So. Uh, is that an option on the men's survey? Yes, there's a, a heck of a lot of boxes you can you can tick Thank as you. to which you identify with. And I just wanted to say that it's well, it is uncommon, but there are people who say, "Can I fill in both surveys?" Because there are bits and pieces of this that are relevant me. to both. And um, we say, "Sure, if you've got the time and you want to do it, then sure, you can fill in both surveys." And people do that. Um, and one thing I want to say about Carnival is that um, we tag and release people when we do this. That is. Not to say we tag them when we, we, we print them with something. We give them a red dot to pot, put on. Uh, they get to put it on since COVID. We used to put it on them. Um, and um, it simply says that you've been offered the survey or you've completed the survey and they uh, you won't be bothered again um, by one of the survey people. Oh, wait, you, you can go you, about enjoying your day and not get, um, not get hounded to, to complete the survey that you've not already... Not that we hound. Said, not that you hound. Not what we hound. <laughs> but if you've got 12 people wandering around, you're not going to get yep. asked by all, all 12 people. Um, Text before we um, we do run out of time, I wanted to just touch in on two specific things. One around COVID, which you just sure. mentioned. Um, obviously, is that changing the way that the survey continues to operate? And are there still? I know we were asking questions about COVID. Is that still included in the oh, survey? Oh, indeed. Look, and there were some great results last year from COVID. But I do want to say uh, we have a QR code so that. Um, at Carnival, if people don't want to fill in the paper survey, there's a code which takes them to an online version. Fabulous. Um, and also we're in Thorn Harbour sites after, um, in the week after Carnival, so if you like next week. Um, that is our headquarters, 200 Hoddle Street, Monday to Friday, uh, or, or, and in uh, Monday to Saturday, of course, because we're open on Saturdays. So, and in the Centre Clinic in St Kilda, Monday to Saturday, and at the Positive Living Centre, Tuesday to Friday. Um, so it gives people an opportunity, um, but those QR codes are also there. And it will be the men's and the women's survey available at, at the Thorn Harbour sites. When we go into the venues, they're more men's venues, so it becomes basically the men's survey. But in COVID, some of the um, impacts of COVID that were reported last year, 25% of people had lost income or their job. Quite a big number of people. 79% had been tested for COVID-19 in the past six months, which probably isn't too surprising. 98% of the people who completed the survey were at the, at the time what fully vaccinated was at the time in mm -hmm. January last year. 57% had reduced their number of sex partners over the course of COVID. Um, and among current or former PrEP users, 46% were taking it less often and 20% had stopped altogether. And look, the questions, it'll be interesting to see how they answer the questions this time as to whether they've taken ramped it back, back up, up again, mm. you know, ramped back up again. Um, and also monkeypox. There are questions about monkeypox this time. Mm. And because monkeypox came in during the middle of last year or sometime in, and we were already in the cycle of surveys, unusually there were some questions added to the survey for some of the other states that were done in some of the other states. Um, so that data will be incomplete, um, but it'll be, but over time it will, um, you know, and it's looking at, you know, have you had the vaccination? 
Mm. You know, have you had both? Um, did you get monkeypox? So, um, uh, you know, and have you been tested for it? You know, those sorts of questions. So um, it'll be interesting to see what people see. And um, maybe next year, if I'm doing the survey, we'll be talking about it again. And some of the results of, yes, of COVID, but also um, because there are still questions about COVID, of course, it's still with us. And it'll be questions about monkeypox. Do you know what I'd love to see? And, and perhaps either of you two would have actually even looked at this as well. There was a stat you mentioned then about 20, was it 20% of people lost their job during? 25% have lost their income or their job. That is, I'd love to know how that compared to the general population. And just, and just on that, how some of the stats around this, I mean, I know it's around HIV mainly, but there's other things as well, but Mm -hmm. there could be comparisons to general men's health um be great to see how some of that compared Mm. little job for you both we'll scurry (laughs) away and we'll go get that done uh tex thank you so much for joining us back on the program uh hopefully we won't leave it as long next time but if nothing else we hope to see you for the gay community periodic survey round up i guess uh in 12 months time and uh hopefully again we like to invite as you mentioned martin holt who is the um the, the head coordinator of all of the surveys um, to discuss the results when they come out. Um, just to recap, this Sunday at Midsummer Carnival uh, at Alexandra Gardens, the survey will be available, both the men's and the women's survey, uh, and it'll be out and about in some of the venues and clinics in. Oh yes, in the, the end coming. of the end of next week, towards the end of next week, from Wednesday onwards in um, Wet on Wellington Subway, the Laird, of course, and the Peel. Fantastic, and available online for a short duration as well. I believe. After that, it'll be available online, and it'll be. Um, advertised on social media apps. I'm sure I don't need to say what they are. And also through Facebook. Fantastic. Thank you again, Tex McKenzie, State Coordinator of the Melbourne Gay Community Periodic Survey, former presenter here at Well, 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 and all-round general nice person, Tex McKenzie. Thank you for joining us back on Well, Well, Well. Cheers. Keen to keep the conversation going about health and well-being? For more episodes of Well, 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 head to the Joy website, joy.org.au forward slash well, well, well. Time to wrap up another episode of Well, Well, Well. Links to information from tonight's show will be on the podcast page, joy.org.au forward slash well, 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 where you can listen to all of our previous episodes. Also, let's uh, flag next week's show. Michael and I will be speaking about our actual midsummer events. Michael, yours is? Uh, I am facilitating a fantastic community event with some amazing speakers. Uh, The event is called No Pride in Racism. We're going to be unpacking some potentially difficult topics. We're going to be talking about racism within our LGBTIQA plus communities, particularly when dating around disclosure, um, racism that's experienced in dating apps and that sort of thing. Uh, so we'll have a wonderful panel of speakers sharing their personal stories and a Q&A with our community. That'll be at here at the Victorian Pride Centre in the Theatrette space uh, on February the 7th, which you can find on the Midsummer website. And my event is called Wise Words, a night of intergenerational storytelling. It's our annual event uh, and it's a night which showcases LGBTIQ women writers, trans and non-binary inclusive writers and performers who share their stories. It's a brilliant lineup which we will be chatting about next week. Looking forward to having a chat about that. And don't forget if there's a topic that you'd like us to cover, get in touch by emailing us at wellwellwell.com at joy.org.au. 
Thanks for listening to Well, 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 your show for LGBTIQ health and well-being. Presented by Joy Sponsor, Thorn Harbour Health. For more on these topics and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.